0: Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. Can the Holy Spirit help you separate your work from your home or hobbies so you can enjoy your time with them more? Absolutely. In this episode will look at one way in particular that the Holy Spirit can help you. Thank you for playing the Blue Jeans Christian weekly podcast. And today we're going to, oh, maybe continue what we started last week, where we started talking about seasons, seasons in life, and even seasons during a day, and how to transition from one season to another and not have that one season bleed over into the other and affect the other so that you can enjoy each season, even be more effective in each season. Because it goes both ways. You don't want your work life and stresses and worries and pains and such in your job to affect your home life or to cause you to not be able to give your full attention to your family or maybe not be able to enjoy your hobbies because you've got too much on your mind having to do with work. And it goes the other way, too, where you're trying to do your job at work, but there's some issues at home that you keep thinking about or some issues in a hobby that you need to go to the store and buy some parts, need to go to the hardware store or whatever. So you've got that in your mind instead of doing your job and giving 100% of your attention to your job. So you can see how one can affect the other. But there is a way that we can, with the help of the Holy Spirit, be able to give 100% attention to the period or season or task at hand and have a more full and abundant life as Jesus promised in John 10.10. Okay, you ready? (laughs) Let's set the foundation for this topic and turn to, unless you're driving, just listen, Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Guess what? We're going to focus on that last one. Self-control. Guess what else? These are the fruits of the Spirit. They're not fruits of you. They're the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So this is the Holy Spirit helping you to do these in this list you got to do a couple things yourself, though. One, make sure you are a true Christian and therefore have the Holy Spirit in you, helping you. You know, Jesus called the Holy Spirit the helper, and you want the Holy Spirit to help you and help you to have these things listed here as the fruits of the Spirit. But again, we're going to only zero in on the last one, self-control. First of all, pray daily or include in your daily prayers, that the Holy Spirit would help you have more self-control. Self-discipline. That may be a better word, because it involves self-discipline, or you're disciplining yourself. Discipline reminds me of being in the military, or following rules, or orders, or being able to not do as you please, just follow a certain track or certain steps, do certain things and not others. If you're in the military and your commanding officer tells you to march up this trail as quickly as you can and get yourself set up on that hilltop over there, you do just that. You don't go over to the left and get a drink of water and then go over to the right and throw some sticks into the side of the hill and then try and hit them with rocks. And you don't grab your gun and shoot some birds in the trees and you don't go over to the tree and take a quick nap, and you don't call your wife on the cell phone and sit down and have a chat with her. Now, you get on that trail and you march because you're obeying the orders. That's self-discipline. That self-control is what comes out of self-discipline, at least when you learn how to do it, (laughs) right? (laughs) Now, that word self-control or self-discipline is actually in the Bible several places, And it's either the original Greek word or an offshoot of the Greek word that means temperate or temperance. And that word actually means keeping or held within limits. Keeping or held within limits. And it also adds to that by saying not going away from that to one extreme or another. So staying on the trail. It says that you have been told to be on, or that you're on, staying on the trail. And we also know, don't we, that self-control doesn't come naturally. We have to learn to be temperate, to stay within the limits. We have to learn, and we have to tell ourselves to stay on the task at hand, and to not let our mind wander, or our body (laughs) wander off trail. You know, you picture the little kids when you're out hiking. You say, hey, stay on the trail. What do they do? Immediately run off the trail, run over by the creek, run over to the edge of the waterfall, look over the edge or whatever. But as we grow older, we learn to put away those childish things. And we may make it our intention to go over there and look at that. But really, we're to be staying on the trail. We have learned that that's the best way to get to a place. We have learned self-control. And you can always tell those who have real lack of self-control, self-discipline, are actually very immature in most other places in their life. Hmm. We need to become mature, because as Paul said in the Bible, I have have put away childish things. (laughs) So how do we do that? How do we use self-discipline, or how do we have or acquire or learn <laughs> probably learn self-control and self-discipline to be able to turn off any of those thoughts that have hijacked what we're already thinking about or doing and to be able to focus 100 percent on the task at hand or the season at hand you know playing with your kids and suddenly you get a thought in your mind of oh no i didn't return that guy's phone call I need to stop and go do that. And you grab your phone and you say, hang on, kids, and off you go. How do you just turn that off, okay? It's not going to do any good then. Just turn it off. Your task at hand is what your focus is supposed to be, 100% of it, your task at hand. So that's the trail you're on, remember? you got to stay on that trail. Remember the original Star Wars line when the fighter is down in the groove, ready to deal the the death blow of, of bombs into that hole in the Death Star. And he's cruising along and he's like, they're too close. Stay on target. No, I'm, I'm breaking up. Stay on target. <laughs> Remember that? How do you stay on target when somebody is screaming at you saying, uh, I need you to call me. You need to answer this text because I'm more important than your family or the task at hand. <laughs> How do you stop that? You just stop it. You just tell your mind, I'm not going to think about that right now, and focus on what you are doing. You Just stop it. Okay? There will be a time for that. Remember Solomon in last week's episode where I said he says there's a time for everything. There's a time for playing with your kids, and there's a time for returning phone calls or answering texts. There's a time for those. And make sure that you know when that time is and set that time aside to do that. And it's not like, oh, for the next 10 seconds, I'll just do this real quick. No, that's not it. It's a specific time. It's a different season. Okay, And you know how much we hate it when it snows in the middle of summer? That's what it's like when you're playing with your kids and you get a text that you have to stop and deal with. Or you think you do. (laughs) I understand if it's... Your wife saying, oh, I was just in a car wreck. You need to come quick. I understand that. But have the ability to either not answer it or know if it is something important by a ringtone or something. I don't know. You'll figure it out. I'm just trying to say, turn it off. Be able to have the self-discipline to say, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to answer that. There will be a time for that later. Now's not the time. And remember, you can pray for help, and maybe you pray right then and there. Lord, help me to get that out of my mind so I can focus on the task at hand. And you know what? The more that you do that, the more that you're able to turn off that thought and refocus back on what you are thinking of or doing, it'll get easier and easier, and it will get to where you actually, believe it or not, actually don't think about work anymore at home. Or don't think about the troubles at home when you're at work. Until you do get home and can deal with it. Until you do get to a place where you can. That time that you have set aside to do it. Remember Solomon? There's a time for that. So make a time for that. Maybe you do that at work. Maybe you say, okay, during my noon hour, which I'm not getting paid, so that's when I'm going to look at my phone then. I'm going to see what texts I got. I'm going to look and see what phone... Messages I have or emails I need to look at or deal with set a time that you can do those things there are a couple other ideas I'm going to revert back to oh, a podcast I did almost two years ago and just play a little snippet from that and see if you can remember that and if you haven't heard it before this will be the first time and this is really really good practical advice for how to stay in the season that you're in or to move from one season to the next and not have that previous season interfere with the next season. See, the burdens of our jobs are like a weight on our back. And some people, it's more than others, especially if you're a business owner or an upper-level manager. You have a lot of burdens on you, a lot of responsibilities, and they're just like a heavy weight on you. And that weight can go home with us, which it doesn't belong there. That reduces our family focus if we bring that home with us. On the back of my office door is a hook. Normally I put my jacket on that or my hard hat. But before I go home each day, I look at that hook and I metaphorically place the burdens of the day in a backpack and hang it on that hook, and I walk out the door and close it behind me, leaving that backpack on that door, and I head home. You know what? That backpack will be there, including the burdens, when I come back the next day. And if, while I'm at home, a work burden attempts to hijack my thoughts away from my family, I say to myself, what's that doing here? It doesn't belong here because it's in my backpack on the door in my office. And I quit thinking about it right then and there. Learn to control the thoughts that you allow in your mind. If something like that jumps in your mind, stop it right there and think about something else. Usually something that really helps if I start thinking about work, to talk to one of my family members. Ask them a question or just engage with them somehow. And if they're not around and you have hobbies, just go right into doing a hobby or at least go to the room where, where your hobby occurs. <laughs> I, have a, I have a man cave. Yeah, it's called a, a reloading room. Reloading is a hobby that has kind of gone awry for me. <laughs> I actually have five different presses. But reloading is really fun because it's something that I can do with my hands and you really have to focus on it. Because if you mess up while reloading, it could be very dangerous. So it really causes you to focus on the task at hand, which is a fun thing to do. So I go to my reloading room if no one is around. And I quit thinking about work. And I start thinking about reloading or what I'm going to do with the range. Maybe there's some ladder loads I need to be working up. Or maybe I just need to clean a gun or something or clean the room. Which rarely happens to those of you who know me. (laughs) Everything is where I put it. Why would I move it? (laughs) Anyway, ask your family some of these questions. What was something that you did today that you really enjoyed? Or what was your favorite part of the day? Or we've got some time tomorrow. What would you really like to do? Or maybe ask them what they would like for dinner here in the next couple days if you don't have a plan. And then maybe go to the store together and buy this stuff to make it. And maybe even make it together. Use it as a teaching opportunity, too. Maybe you need to go change the oil in a car and show somebody how to do that. Or maybe just go over and talk to a neighbor. Ask them how they're doing. How their day's been. How, how's your job going? So that's called the backpack. It may sound silly, but it works. Believe me. The next one is called, What Time Is It? Solomon, who was the wisest man who ever lived, wrote in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for specific things and a time to stop them. There's a time to work, and there's a time for family. There's a time to learn, and there's a time to do. There's a time to talk, and there's a time to do. Anyway, it's a really cool read if you can find that in Ecclesiastes. There are times to do things, and there are times to stop them and do something else. Learn when and how to stop your work time and start your family time with your full attention to them. Learn how to turn something off and then turn something else on. And you know something else about that passage in Solomon, one thing that comes across is good things do come to an end, but when they do, it's because some other good things are about to start. And something that I always like to say to myself, if something comes up and it's totally different, or it's scary, or it's turbulence on an airplane, something that's frightening, if a welder can use that term don't think how scary this is going to be and how afraid i am think oh this is going to be interesting and then see how it is remember god loves you and takes care of you you have little to worry about psalm 112:7 says that a righteous man will never be shaken and he will have no fear of bad news and Isaiah 41.13 says, For I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God. And I say to you, don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. Well, I hope that was helpful. Let me uh, mention uh, about three more verses that have to do with having self-discipline or being temperate. Hopefully they will be helpful to you as well. First Corinthians nine twenty-five says that and I'm just going to paraphrase this one, and everyone who competes for a prize, who has been given a specific task or decided to do a specific task, much like an athlete sets his focus on the goal or the race at hand, they do so by using temperance, self-control, self-discipline. Second Peter one five through six Says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self control, and to self control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness. So, one of the tactics or one of the growth strategies to being a successful Christian, to being a successful person in your job or father or husband. Or to be successful at a hobby is to give all diligence to self-control, to self-control. And lastly, and I think this is interesting, this is from Acts twenty-four twenty-five, It says, now as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Now, he was just explained three really important things in life, and he wanted some time to think about that and process these three and to work on these three. Righteousness. Now, Jesus did that on the cross for us. We gain righteousness by accepting what Christ did on our behalf on the cross. Self control. That's how to live the Christian life. It takes self-control to do that. And then the judgment to come, which we get to skip because of the first one, Jesus' work on the cross gets us into heaven. That leaves us with one thing we need to work on ourself of these three, right? Self-control. Self-control. Can you work on that? Can you work hard at when a thought or an interruption shows up to hijack what you're doing at the time to throw you off of the trail, will you say to yourself, self, stop it. (laughs) And think about something else or ask someone in your family a question or change the subject somehow away from work and say, I'm not going to do that now. That's in my backpack at work. I'll deal with that when I get back there. Everything will be fine until I get there work on that. It will get easier, and it will become a habit, and it will also become part of your life where you don't have to even think about saying that to yourself. It will just happen. Something will pop in your mind, and you'll say, nope, not going there. What was I doing? Oh, right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Okay. All right. I hope this has been helpful for you. I don't know what I'm going to talk about in our next episode. Maybe some more of the fruits of the Spirit, things to help you in your job and family life. But in the meantime, why don't you go to bluejeanschristian.com and check out my website there and give me some things you would like to hear me talk about? Give me some suggestions, okay? Would you do that? Or just flat out email me at info at infobluejeanschristian.com. That's info. bluejeanschristian.com okay thank you folks see you later